Hey everybody, what's up? I'm Key. Welcome to the next episode of I Am Who I Am, Raw, Uncut, and Unfiltered. All right, hello, hello. We are back. Well, I am back. Um, I know you guys have been anticipating this and I'm so excited and I'm ready to tell you what my story of accountability is so this is part one to that and I do also again want to apologize for the delay in me releasing this episode because I caught a cold from being outside we are in season and the weather is rain and cold um now it's starting to heat up this week but from me being outside with that type of weather caught a cold seasonal cold right um but now I'm back um please bear with me my voice isn't all the way together but let's go ahead and jump in so I left you guys with the definition of accountable and what it means to be accountable so that is the state of being accountable an obligation or willingness to accept responsibility or to account for one's own actions. All right. So I definitely want you guys to sit on that as I'm telling you this story. This is something that was very personal to me and I really had to own and understand really what being accountable was throughout this whole thing as you all know there was a point in time where I lived in Arizona and that's where I'm gonna start okay that is where life really began to change and where my growth process really began so when I was still in Ohio I had decided that I wanted to move to Arizona. My first reason being was that my mom and my sisters lived there. And as they're living there, you know, I don't really get to see them. You know, I'm 2,000 miles away um, and there was a lot of missed time. So I had went down and visited, I think over winter break and you know, the conversation came up. So I was like, okay, let me go ahead and take some time to be closer to my family. So also, this is when I'm a senior in high school. So everybody's looking at colleges, you know, schools are asking, you know, the school guidance counselor and everybody like you need to start thinking about where you want to go, what you want to do. So I also decided you know, I'm going to go out there and spend time with my family and go to college. So I picked out a college and in the middle of the summer, I picked up and I moved. When I got there, I was, well, at first it was kind of just pretty much me sitting in the house all day. I went from pretty much being outside all the time, working, 
you know, spending time with my family, my friends, doing this, doing that to basically just doing nothing. Like I'm in the house all day. I mean, don't get me wrong, like the weather was great, but when you're making an adjustment from weather climate like that, especially to an environment when it's really hot, like you don't really want to go outside like that because you're not used to it. You're not used to the heat. And out there, I think that may have been like one of the hottest summers or pretty close. Like it was very hot out there. So I couldn't just like go outside. And then on top of that, I didn't know anybody other than my family. So there was no nothing for me to do. I went from having a car um, to not having any form of transportation or anything for me to like venture out and go see. Like I said, I didn't know anybody. So I was really just like stuck. And at first it didn't really bother me too much. But as the weeks went by, it became you know, very like relentless. Like, I don't know how many people feel this, but when you're just still and you don't do anything, me personally, I just, I start getting antsy and I'm like, I'm not moving. Like there's nothing for me to do. My whole life, I've pretty much been in and out of either doing an activity, doing some sort of sport, you know, my family, they really try to keep us involved in in doing things. So for me sitting around just, okay, I'm gonna wash the dishes. Okay, mom wants me to take this out so she can cook it later. Okay, you know, taking the dog outside, giving the dog a bath. You know, there was there was not anything for me to do but sit in the house. And that started to that started to get to me very early. Um and especially like I'm 18. Like I you know, like you want to explore. You don't want to sit around and just, you know, do whatever. But anyways, so you know, I'm down there and that conversation started coming up where I'm just like, you know, I'm telling my mom like I'm sitting here all day, like I'm not doing anything, right? So then I finally get to the point where I'm like, this this is just too much. Like, I don't, you know, I don't know. But I'm, I'm anticipating going to college, right? Like, I already had applied. I've been accepted. Um, and orientation comes around. Me and my mom, we go to the school. We sit down with, you know, the financial aid advisor and this and that. And I've talked to him several times. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, like I'm in, like I'm going to college. I'm living on campus. It's not too far from home. It's literally, I could take one bus down the street and go to my mom's house. You know, like I wasn't concerned about taking the bus because I'm like, it's just down the street or it's only like a 15, 20 minute drive for her to come get me if I want to, you know, come visit. Well, that conversation went from, oh, well, I told you you had the full amount of the Pell Grant to I lied. You don't have the full amount of the Pell Grant. I was looking at the wrong screen. And when I say that he said I lied, those were his exact words. He didn't say I made a mistake. He didn't say there was a mishap. His exact words were, 
I lied. So here I am. I'm looking at this man. I'm 18 years old. I have this big dream and this big aspiration to be a sports agent, right? And you're talking to my mother who is, she's doing well enough for her and for what she has going on, but she's not doing enough to where she can afford to pay sixteen to seventeen hundred dollars a month on college tuition room and board i had to get books i had to get this i had to get that so when that time came around i'm like you know what i can't go we called my father and he's like i can't i can't help either so I'm just heartbroken. I'm heartbroken. I'm absolutely just devastated because my whole life I have been working and I've been preparing for this moment where I'm going to college. I'm gonna do something I'm gonna become something great and I get there and it's like well no you're not I was so pissed I was so pissed hurt upset I cried I was furious I was fuming you know, and then there was this certain amount of money that I was supposed to pay. And I'm like, well, why am I supposed to pay anything? I withdrew from school. They, You know, they're trying to charge me for like that first month or whatever. It was like 600, 700 bucks. Like, I'm not paying for that. It, it like, I think like anybody who has some sort of dream or some sort of like, I want to do this like they would have been hurt. But in you talking to someone who, you know, who still really doesn't understand, like, what the different emotions are or that there's other alternatives or other routes or anything that you can take. Like, for me, when I was growing up, like, community college was like a, a no thing for me. Like, if I'm not going big, I'm going home. And that's what it was. So I didn't go big. So I went home and I cried and I was devastated. And I didn't understand that community college could actually be a tool. And my mother, she tried to tell me, you know, at this point, like, well, Kira, you can still go to community college. And I wasn't trying to hear it because I'm like, this is my dream. Like, this is my goal. Like, I want to do this. And then especially, too, after hearing and being told that being a sports agent is too high of an aspiration or a dream for you to have. You're not going to be able to do that. That's what I was told. So it just, I just, I, I, I don't know what it was, but I just like, I couldn't get over that. And what ended up happening was, 
what ended up happening was is that I took all those emotions and I just like I locked it in and I sat on them and I was hurt and I did this for months and so what ended up happening was was that you know I went back home with my mom and I was like just devastated so now I'm like well fuck what am I in Arizona for I might as well just go back home to Ohio right and not only that what it the the thing about me even moving back and living with my family was also that they haven't seen me for real in years I haven't seen them for real in years so you know this is supposed to be our bonding moment our bonding opportunity but what I didn't understand is that people change right so my family so my mom and my sisters they had gotten well they were already comfortable with living together they knew the different changes and the different things that were going on in their lives but they didn't know mine and I didn't know theirs so all those things that had happened we were wrestling with each other with or fighting each other with that this was happening and that that was happening my mother was torn up about how you know, I was gone for so many years and I wasn't with them. I was torn up about it, too. Um, they were just like, well, you're not here. You've never been here. You've never really been around. Um, you don't need friends. You don't need to do this. You need to sit still and figure out what it is that you needed to do. And it wasn't until later that I understood what that meant. But as me being in the in the spot that I was in I'm like what are you talking about my whole life you know I've been shifted from home to home from joint custody you know I've picked or I chose to go with the the parent that I thought was best suited for my needs and what I wanted out of life and in doing so, it actually did get me to a place where I needed to be that I knew that I couldn't get here with you guys. I'm sorry it had to be that way, but what what more do you want from me? You know, so there was, there was a lot of fights and arguments in regards to me staying in Arizona and me coming to Ohio and them not understanding me and me not understanding them. And that was a struggle. And not only that, you know, there were other things in the household that had absolutely nothing to do with me that were, that were causing other things to happen that in that I ended up having to either take responsibility for or somebody had to take responsibility for something to me. And so that was just like a cycle of things. And we just, at that time, like we couldn't figure it out. So as me and, you know, me, I didn't get into college. I'm heartbroken. Now, 
you know, Instagram was was I guess that's when Instagram really started being like a thing for everybody. So I mean, I did end up meeting a couple people, and they they took me out. And so, I mean, like, I would spend some time with them. And then, you know, then my mom and my, you know, they would get pissed that I'm going outside. But I'm like, dude, like, I'm not finna, like, I'm not going to college. I'm not finna sit in this house. My life is already ruined. So now I got to make do with what I got, right? And that's where things started to go left. That's where things started going left because we couldn't figure out how to get along. And I was heartbroken. I started venturing out. I started going outside. Um, I got a job. Me having my job was an issue at a certain point because of the hours. But I'm like, well, if I'm not going to school, then I need to go to work. So either I sit here all day and don't do anything or I go and make some money. And eventually it just got to the point where they was like, you know, you're right. You know what? You got to go to work if you ain't going to go to school. So we like, right then. So that didn't become a thing. So then I started meeting people at work and I made some friends and we started going out. Um, And eventually I got a second job. So eventually it got to the point where like I wasn't even at home at all I was at home so I worked one job from I want to say like eight to three eight to four I would come home and go to sleep and then I would go to the other job from I want to say like eight to midnight or something like that like it, it was something crazy like that And between those hours, I would go to sleep. And I think there was only one day that I actually had like a full day off of work. Um, I think there was maybe two days where I only had to go to one job. And then the rest of the time I was at both jobs. So in between these hours, the only thing I'd be concerned with is coming home, going to sleep eating and going to sleep and that became a problem for my family because they're like you're never around and I'm like well what do you want me to do because all I do is work and then when I do have some time to myself I don't want to sit in the house because sitting in the house isn't doing anything for me I'm not going to go anywhere I'm not going to venture out y'all want to know me so bad but y'all don't really want to know me so help me figure it out and there was no help in figuring it out and it just became a like a thing. So now, you know, like I said, like eventually, like I got, I made some friends. I started going out. I started seeing what Arizona was about. I started, you know, figuring out where the malls were and the, you know, the movies, the different restaurants, and you know, just just being a person. But also. I started doing things that I had no business doing. And at that time, like, you couldn't tell me shit because I'm like, I'm like, well, I want to be at home. I'm not, you know, I'm not sitting around 
having or talking about what's going on with this person what's going on with that person you're not gonna sit up here and get mad at me because what I'm trying to do is work and I'm trying to make money and I'm trying to save money and I'm and you know and that was a conversation too like how don't you have any money you work all these hours man it's none of your business how I don't have no money you didn't teach me about finances I didn't learn about finances I mean, yes, I took a personal finance class in school, but that still really wasn't nothing. My parents, like, you know, as my parents, like, I didn't have anybody to sit down and talk to me and tell me, like, Kiera, you need to make a plan with your money. You have to do this. You have to do that. The only time that I really had a discussion about finances was when people were pissed off and yelling at me. So why is it that you expect me to know so much about money? That makes no sense. So, you know, as time goes on, you know, they're more and more pissed that I'm not around. I booked me a trip. I was like, you know, I'm going home for a week. I'll see y'all later. I get a phone call and a text message talking about, well, the baby shower is this week. Who told me about a baby shower? You know, I live in a house with you. It takes nothing. If I'm at work, it takes nothing but two seconds to send me a text message to let me know something. But now you want to give me hell for not being there. But you never told me. Is one thing if. Like I said, and around that time, like, all I was doing was working. You know, I wasn't, I, I wasn't for real, for real outside until, like, a little while after that. But all I'm doing is working. I'm going to one job. I'm coming home. You could have stopped me as I'm walking in the door or sitting at the table eating some food. You could have said something. There was plenty of opportunities for anybody to say anything. And you wait until I book a flight. Go to home where I feel comfortable, where people who love me actually care about me are. Well, in my mind, that's how it felt. And, and, and that was that was just one thing that, you know, it, it to me, it makes no sense. Like, honestly, if there's something that, at this point in my life now, you know, if there's something that I need to communicate someone with someone and I know that they're a busy person, the only thing that I have to do is just shoot them a text message. Hey, are you busy? Or, hey, this is what's going on. You know, it, it takes nothing but two seconds to communicate and tell somebody anything. So from this point forward, or at the point at least where I'm at in my life, is that if there's something that I need to ask or something that needs to be done, honestly, I don't really care how busy you are. If I feel like you're too busy to be able to pick up the phone, I'm going to just shoot you a text message if I don't see you physically. You know, so, but around that time, now, you know, that was a thing. And so... I was just like, you know what? There was. Then, like I said, as time goes on, I'm outside. I'm meeting people. I'm going now. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I, you know, I don't care anymore because I felt so alienated. And not only did I feel so alienated, but once again, what? Where's the proper guidance to tell me? 
you need to do this. You need to save some money. And you need to do this. So then here's here's another thing that happened. I actually did get to the point where I had a few thousand dollars saved up. And it was, well, Kiera, you need to get yourself a car. Kiera, you need to get yourself a car. So I saved money. I had money. Back then, Craigslist was very reliable and very trustworthy. You can go on there and find a decent car that was not too expensive, that maybe, you know, it wasn't perfect, but, you know, the the minor work or whatever that needed to be done to the car needed to be done. You could find, excuse me, you could find yourself a backyard mechanic. And... It was just like a little, you know, you can find yourself like a nice little point A to point B car. I'm 18 years old. I have no reason to be driving anything other than a point A to point B car. I don't need a car payment. I don't make a lot of money. This was the time minimum wage was only like $8, both in Arizona and Ohio. So what the hell am I looking like going to get a car that I have no business driving so there have been several times you know can you take me to go see this car can you take me to go see this car can you take me to go see this car can you take me to go see this car every time I asked that question the answer was a no every time why did we have the argument about me saving money to get a car and then I have the money to go find a car. I have a couple, you know, hundred left over for some insurance and maybe some minor work to be done on it. But when it was time or convenient for you, I'm at, I'm at a dealership. I'm at a dealership. Why am I at a dealership? We have plenty of times where, you know, all it would have taken is maybe an hour, maybe two of your time to go and drive somewhere to get a little car that was feasible enough for somebody like me at that time to get. And now I have, I mean, of course I was happy at the time but then on the way leaving the dealership I go to somebody's house to show them the car that I got and you know I get home and they're like where did you take the car you supposed to come straight home this then wait hold up hold up I've begged you I've pleaded with you. I don't know how many times I had to ask, but now I have a car. And this is the problem once again. So at, at a certain point, you know, in, in, in me going out and me doing what I was supposed to do or whatever the case may be, I just was like, you know what? It's time to go. I eventually, you know, they're they're pissed at 
you know, me going out, me getting in these relationships, whatever it is the case may be, it was always something about why somebody was mad. You know, pissed about this, pissed about that. I'm pissed at them. It just like the 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 environment of the home just just wasn't great. And and on top of that, like I said, first I start out, I get there. School doesn't work. This doesn't work. That doesn't work. It was all these things that didn't work. How mentally drained do you think I was like at a certain point where I was just like, you know what? It's time for me to go. So I was in, I think I was, yeah, I was in a relationship at that time. And the guy that I was with, um, he was somebody who, I don't know, I just thought he was very fascinating, you know. And like I said, we out, we at these clubs, I see him, like he's all like dancing and whatever. I don't know, I just thought that shit was so cute. Um, and I was in a relationship with him, but when I go to his his house, I'm just like, what the hell? You know, but I'm just like, I'm I'm looking for love, right? At at 18, 19 years old, I am outsourcing for love because my problems at my house weren't my only problems. I had the same kind of situation even back at home in Ohio so you know I don't feel like I have any love insecurity or whatever the hell in Ohio I get to Arizona to find out it's the same exact shit or worse you know and I'm just like what what possibly is it that I can do so you know I I feel defeated I feel unloved I don't feel respected I don't feel um tolerable everything I like I said everything I was doing was it was an issue so with me feeling everything and like I said and and then on top of that like I didn't know myself worth I didn't know myself worth I didn't know that I was the one who was supposed to love me I didn't know that I'm dealing with all of these things and like I just like I felt like there was no way out other than to search for somebody to love me and that ended up in me being in several relationships that were just not good or were not you know were like they they I absolutely should not have been in them but I'm glad that I did because eventually it all taught me so much more but in that situation I'm like I think like within like a year or two of me being there I probably had like three or four relationships just living with my mom before I even moved out, right? So it's, you know, it it just was, it was always 
me looking outside of myself outside what can outside can outside bring me happy can outside do this can outside do that who who knows it, it turns out the answer was no it was all about me you know so I think like when it when it really came down to the end of me just was like you know I can't take it anymore I moved out and I got an apartment for me and my boyfriend at the time um I was enrolled in I was enrolled in community college. Um, I knew that he liked to go out, but I didn't think that his needs or that he was so, I didn't think that he was the way that he was. So, you know, I would have some form of help. That's not how, that's not how it went. I move into this apartment. He's there. I'm there. You know, he gets a job, he quits it the moment he don't like something. He's using my car because he can't keep one. He doesn't have a license, so he's going to these dealerships who are giving him a car without anything. The car mess up and stop working. He stopped paying the car note. He's using my car. My nice car that my mom helped me get. And he's telling this person they can come stay with us. He's going to pick this person up. He's going to pick that person up. He's going to do this. People are coming to my house, eating my food. He's using my car every weekend, going to the club. I started losing my damn mind. Because, you know, it was cool when it was your shit, but now I'm involved. And this is my life. And, you know, there was even a point in that where, you know, and this one was really nobody's fault, but because he had taken my car so many weekends and I work on the weekends, I'd be having, and at the time I was having to be at work at five o'clock in the morning. Um, cause I had changed jobs because I had to afford this car in this apartment. Right. So I'm going to work or I'm rushing to work or I'm constantly waking up calling his phone, blowing his phone up all these nights. So finally, like there was this weekend and the car was seized in the parking lot. Nobody could move their cars and their vehicles because there was a shooting. And once again, this is nobody, this is absolutely nobody's fault. But my job had gotten so pissed at me for being late and whatever the hell else that that was going on, like me calling off work or me coming in and leaving and this and this and that and that, that I got written up and I was furious because I couldn't make it to work and make the money because he wouldn't go to work and he wouldn't do this and his family was always in my house and this and that and whatever else. Eventually, the relationship just, I, you know, I got pissed. I was like, you know, I don't need this. I don't need to be dealing with you. I'm tired. You need to get the hell out of my shit. And he did, along with his dad. Like, his father was even staying with us. And our apartment 
that I had was it was only like a 500 maybe 600 square foot apartment it wasn't the best apartment complex it was not that nice but at the end of the day it was a home and it's not about what it look on the outside it's about what it look on the inside and how you treat the inside and I treated my I try to treat my stuff very nicely and very well my mother even gave me furniture she gave me dishes pots pans this and that and he was running my shit ragged absolutely was it was terrible but now you know i'm having to call my mom about this and call my mom about that listen it it was it was tragic but also while living in this apartment after that whole situation was said and done i still was not making the best choices i was not working like how I should I was not I was still like going out or doing whatever um there were points in times where I wasn't like I I just I wasn't paying my rent like my bills weren't being paid my lights were being shut off it was it was bad like I don't and me and my mom, like, we were starting to fall out again. We, we, you sure were? We were falling out again. It was a problem. Everything was an argument. Everything was a fight. Um, there, I think there have been several times where I called my sister and was like, hey, like, I'm short on some money to pay my car note. Can you help me? I'm short on my rent. Can you help me? That began to, to be a lot, you know, and, along with like I said like I just like I wasn't doing right like at that point like I'm just like I'm you know when you get to like a certain point like I was and this is how I went I was not in school heart broke still um I quit going to school to pay bills because I had to worry about a whole grown-ass man um I You know, like my emotions were all over the place and I didn't know how to adjust. I didn't know how to adjust. I didn't know what to do. I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. It is what it is. I'm going to do whatever the hell it is I want to do. And I'm going to call it a damn day. Like, you know, if it get figured out, it get figured out. It don't, it don't. I knew it was wrong, like, the th- some of the things that I was doing. Like, especially, like, I felt bad, like, the several times that I had to call and ask for help I like I really did because I'm like I don't like calling and asking for help you know when I was in Ohio like I said like I I played three sports held a 3.5 GPA and had a job I don't like asking nobody for nothing I like holding my own but here I am sitting here asking for somebody to help me with something and it just started becoming, you know, and it was more of a thing. And like I said, everybody was mad. Everybody was pissed. Um, and I don't blame them for being mad or being pissed because of my poor decisions or my poor choices. But at the same time, you know, there was no, like, I had no guidance. Like, there there was there was none of that. And so, in, in that, um, from that point, you know, my lease was getting ready to be up. 
And when my lease was getting ready to be up, my friend that was staying with me at the time, she had went and got another apartment. Um, and then we moved out of my apartment into hers. Um, and then me and her fell out. Me and her fell out. And then I was like, you know what? If this, I'm going home. I called my mom. I told her what happened. She came back and was absolutely furious with me. Not going to lie. At that point, you know, like I tried to feel or put up a, a front, like, you know, I'm not going to be pissed or mad or any of those things. But it was like it was just so that way. I feel like it was a defense mechanism for me to act like or at least present that I'm not it's not it's not on me. You know, like I was trying to place blame on other people for whatever the hell had happened. Um, but that wasn't the case. You know, when also around that time, my sister had come back from the military and, um, you know, she had been pretty much hearing and talking to me, you know, throughout this time about everything that was happening, everybody, everything that transpired. So she was like absolutely pissed when she had gotten back. Um, I even remember her telling me that I need to get the fuck out. You know, um, I pro- at that time, I probably deserved it. Yeah, I would say so. I probably deserved it. Um, there was so many just moving parts. And I, I couldn't understand I, at that time, like I couldn't exactly understand exactly what happened or how I got to the place of where I was at. Like, it's like. I mean, I feel like we all kind of go through this and it's like we know how, but we don't know how at the same time. We know that things weren't right. We know that the things were being done weren't right, but we don't know how it got so bad or to the point of which it got to you to, to get to the point of where it was of where we are or where it was. Um, and I think that's that's where I was definitely at at that time. Um. I had a movie in with them. Um, I will say this. There was no room for me. Like, I had no bedroom. Um, I moved all my stuff into what was supposed to be a dining room. Um, and I was on the couch. Um, there was even a night, you know, that even though, like, everybody was mad and pissed at me, that... Um, their you know anger was just taken out on me and I had absolutely no nothing to do about the situation at hand you know just because I was there um which isn't right you know and apologies were all said and everything and you know no harm no foul whatever when it comes to that but just from everything that you know had transpired within you know those few previous years and everything like that you know everybody everybody was just like pissed at each other um, like I, like I'm 
I've taken responsibility for everything like I've done. Okay. Um, and that was pretty much it. So when also, you know, when I had to move back in, once again, there's that conversation about how are your finances so bad? What did you do? Da, 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 da. You know, there there was a lot of arguments and a lot of things and a lot of tears. And I, I just like I felt horrible. And, at, you know, at a certain point, I was just like, you know, all I can do is go to work and pay these bills and just listen to whatever it is they got to say because I ain't got nowhere to go and I'm not going back to where I was so it you know it just it was a thing so I'm going to leave you guys with that for this first part um it was a lot of craziness and that was you know from the time of being I want to say about 18 to 20 it was not pretty. I was not this definitely nowhere near close to the person I am now. Right. And I feel like a lot of people definitely go through those situations and the toxic relationships and definitely like that feeling of not being loved and not understanding like where they are or what to do or have that proper guidance or just that that blatant miscommunication and where things could have been differently and I do want to say this like I'm not telling this story to place blame on anyone I'm telling this story because it's my story and I feel like there are definitely parts of it where it it, at the end this is all going to count up to and have the twist of where accountability lies and I'm going to start getting more into that. But like I said, this is a very long story. Um, and it's just, it's something that, like, I like I just, like, I can't hold it in anymore. And it's also one of the reasons, like, I, why I started, you know, this podcast. And I'm owning up to everything that I am everything that has happened, everything that I've done, everything that I've seen, I'm owning up to all parts of myself. And part of that comes with putting your story out there and letting everybody or at least lifting that weight off of your shoulders. I love you guys. I'll see you on part two next Thursday at 2 p.m.